It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with certified financial planners Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the CFPs on the show with me in the KFG studios, my business partners and fellow CFPs, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Tax planning should be a focus of your comprehensive financial plan. And this year, there are even more issues that you need to be aware of due to the CARES Act and other stimulus plans. That's why today we're going to help you understand and identify what are the tax planning tips you should be taking advantage of on the today's episode. That's right. And and I would say issues might be the wrong word. These are opportunities. This is stinking unbelievable. If you're a geek like us and tax laws keep changing and they keep presenting opportunities if you take them up. So we're going to help you with that today. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. You can engage with the show in a couple different ways. Call or text your question to us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com. There's a whole bunch of information right there. You can submit questions there on the right. And then all of our social media, wherever you're at, we're there too. Search the Wise Money Show, follow us there, and you can submit questions there as well. So like Josh said, I mean, tax planning is a core focus of comprehensive financial planning. Every financial decision you make has some sort of tax impact, even if it's just buying a coffee. That's money that could have gone into an IRA or Roth IRA. I'm not saying that you shouldn't enjoy that coffee, because I certainly do. But anyway, every decision you make has tax consequences. And you really should have one objective, and that should be to pay the least amount of tax over your lifetime. And and now with the SECURE Act, it's multiple lifetimes, multiple generations. So that's the job of your CFP and the ones that are doing comprehensive financial planning. So with the CARES Act, not the SECURE Act, with the CARES Act, the rules all changed again and created a whole bunch of tax law changes, but tax opportunities. And we're going to talk about them today. The first one, the coronavirus-related distribution. It's a mouthful. What's that all about? Yeah, it didn't even exist until this past spring, right? So it's an opportunity kind of to take advantage of this new category of of distributions if you're a qualifying individual, which, of course, the IRS always takes time to define exactly what that is. It's someone, are you a COVID patient yourself? Have you you been tested positive? Mm -hmm. Um, Or your spouse or a dependent? And then they, they get into a little bit more vague area that really broadens the definition have you had adverse financial consequences from either being furloughed or laid off, quarantined, that sort of thing? So a lot of people, does th- th- this applies to, but it gives you the chance to take money out of your retirement plans and avoid the 10% penalty that normally applies if you're under age 59 and a half. And it's a big dollar amount that you can pull out and, and qualify for this. It's up to $100,000 if you do it this year. There's one other big advantage, and it's not just, well, you can avoid the 10% early withdrawal penalty. You can also spread the tax over three years. So if you're looking at your tax situation this year and say, well, geez, I need to get my hands on $100,000, 
but I don't want to pay tax on 100000 this year. Well, geez, if you've, uh, if you've gotten COVID-19, actually, if your spouse has gotten COVID-19, then you, you can do it. Yeah, you, you don't do have it. to justify the dollar amount that you pull out That's either. right. That's right. And then lastly, this is another just unprecedented uh, tax strategy. If you then say, eh, I really didn't need this money, you can put it all back. Normally, you've heard of a 60-day rollover. This is a... Oh, I'm, not even gonna, I'm not even going to get into it and do the math on how many days. It three years to decide if you want to put the money back. And even if you already took the money out and you got to claim a third of it on this year's return, a third next year's return, and then you're into 2022 and you're like, nah, I didn't, I didn't need this money. I'm going to give it all back. You can amend your 2020 return, amend your 2021 return, and then not claim it on 2022. Crazy. It's crazy. It's and it's relatively simple too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm sure TurboTax will have that all figured I, out for I, you. I, I love that. I, so I was thinking about this as we were preparing for the show, and I thought, okay, what what's the question you'd ask yourself right now? And the question is, do I have a plan for how I'm going to pay my taxes today and for the rest of my life? I thought you were going to say. The question should be, what in the world are these guys talking about? <laughs> what are these guys saying? This doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And that's part of a financial planner's job. When I say financial planner, it's kind of confusing because most people think, oh, it's just an investment girl or an investment guy. No way. There, financial planning is a science. And tax planning, I believe, is one of the most important areas. So if you said, hey, I'm going to a financial planner to get help, what you what I would want to hear is, and they're helping me with my tax plan. Because if they're just selling you investments, they're not really helping you. You need a tax plan, especially for 2020. It seems like in 2020, there are kind of the, um, the winners and the losers, and it doesn't seem like there's anything in between. Yeah. So if I, for instance, if I owned a theater and Hollywood's not putting out product, and I don't have new product to run through my theater, I'm I'm dealing with something that no one could have ever imagined. But if I'm selling lawnmowers, or there's a lot of other Bicycles things. Bicycles and, yeah. Or okay. lumber that's yeah, right. up 137%. Or I build houses, right? Right. So then there are some folks that are so busy they can't keep up. So you, it's almost like the the the... The winners and the losers, and there's not any in between. Exactly. There's like there's either panic buying of everything, or there's like destitute. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm glad that you're pointing to tax planning as a piece of the overall financial game plan that people should be building with their CFP. If there was ever a year to be proactive and looking out not just to how's your 2020 tax return going to shake out for this year, but now you need to actually be thinking three years down the road. Mm -hmm. And that's difficult to get your mind wrapped around sometimes because you don't necessarily know exactly what the tax laws are going to be in the future. We, we believe we do. They're set for the next that period of time, but they could be repealed. They could be changed. A lot of it just depends on how things shake out politically. But um, to, to me, you have to have your game plan in place for what makes sense in your life based on what you know today. And that's really the process that a certified financial planner takes you through. 
as they're building tax planning into your overall financial plan. Okay, so let, a couple more things with the coronavirus-related distribution. So this is an aggregate amount. You can take up to $100,000, but it's don't think of this as, well, I've got, I've got four IRAs, so that means I can take 400000 No, it's an aggregate amount. You can also do a coronavirus-related distribution from a 403B, 401k, and again, it's aggregate. And... So, and a simple IRA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the two-year penalty is waived for a simple IRA. So mm-hmm. so here's the thing, and Josh, you sort of mentioned it, but I, it's worth it's worth pointing out. How do you do this? Do I need to, is there a special form coronavirus-related distribution? Is there a special thing that I need to communicate to Fidelity or to my financial advisor when I do this? No, no. It's something special you do when you file your taxes. And so... If you're still filing your taxes by hand, pencil and paper, there's still that still happens, you might miss this. If you're doing TurboTax or Tax Slayer, <laughs> which is hilarious, by the way, uh, or whatever, right, you might miss this. And if you're going to just a, a neighborhood CPA, not a CPA, neighborhood tax repairer who does taxes out of their house, you might not catch this stuff. Easily missed. Could you imagine? I took 100000 out. It all lands on my return, and I have to pay tax on all of it. Oh, that was supposed to be spread out over three years. Whoops. That's a big, big difference. Make sure you're doing comprehensive financial planning and working with a team of professionals to get your return done correctly. There's a lot more to hit here with different CARES Act tax strategies, so we've got that more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Does getting the the coronavirus open up new tax opportunities for you? Believe it or not, in this bizarro upside-down world, that answer is actually yes. We're talking about that right now and other tax strategies. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG Studios Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com, and then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Search the Wise Money Show, follow us there, and leave questions there as well. All right, we're wrapping up the coronavirus-related distribution before we talk about some other tax strategies that are new for this year, once in a lifetime, 2020 only. But a couple more comments here on the coronavirus-related distribution. I mean, the big message is, if you've had COVID-19, I heard a joke today. Someone said, uh, I was just diagnosed with, get this, COVID-16. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I, thought that was pretty, I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, how do we go from COVID-19 to COVID-21 or 22? Where do we go from here? I don't know. Anyway, so if you've been diagnosed or your spouse has, or you've been financially adversely uh, uh, impacted by by shutdowns or layoffs or furloughs, you've got an opportunity to take a coronavirus-related distribution. And if you think you should, contact your CFP because there's lots of details. You got to figure out withholdings. You got to figure out whether you'd want to pay it all back or or whatever. Uh, and usually, you're not geeky enough to do a multi-year tax projection. And your CFP, trust me, they are that geeky. They are. Yeah, and I I think there uh, I think of a couple things here, Mike. I think about number one, 
how does this affect my retirement plan? Not just my tax plan, but what does this do to my retirement plan? And some of the folks that I'm thinking about are in a situation, and I've met with a few of these recently, where they panicked and sold back when the market was lower, Mm. and they can't believe that the market has come back and has kind of kissed these all-time highs. Mm -hmm. And it's like only in a year of the coronavirus would you see this crazy thing. So they're saying, well, I don't even know what I should do. Should I pull this money out? Should I pull this money out and get into a different investment strategy, a different type of whatever? And they're kind of feeling like, they're at the casino and they're down, and so they need to figure out a way to double down. Yeah, right. And I would say doubling down is not a strategy. Swinging for the fence and ha- having to hit a home run is not a strategy. Yeah. So I would say, all right, go and get help with someone who can say, hey, we can build a th- we can build a three year tax plan to figure this out if you're going to do one of these. And again, it has to be done by the end of the year. But I, I would really encourage you to make sure you're seeking professional help. It is amazing the relief that comes over someone as you're, as you're explaining to them what their options are and how you can make chicken soup out of... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, what we're talking about here is the tax flexibility that exists this year for those who need to pull money out of their retirement accounts due to coronavirus implications of some kind. And I think we should also not lose sight of the fact that, yeah, you're you're dipping into long-term assets to deal with short-term needs, and that has consequences as well. So maybe there is some flexibility, and, and yes, we're using the word opportunity here to plan your taxes better, but don't lose sight of the long-term implications for your retirement outlook as well. And what I've seen, and I I don't know if you guys listen, uh, one of my favorite things to listen to on a daily basis is something called the Wise Money Minute (laughs) by the host of the Wise Money Show, Michael Paul Bernard. And it's it's very educational, and I learn something almost every day. And I learned that they're going to be assessing, if you're doing a refinance, they're going to be assessing a charge. So... It, it that it that reminded me when you said I'm using long-term dollars to solve short-term problems. We I've seen a number of folks that have used this opportunity to refinance to go from a four percent thirty-year to a a fifteen-year two and a half percent mortgage, and some of them and it, the the rate would be bumped a little bit, but some of them have done a cash-out refi to clean up their balance sheet. Now, if you do a cash-out refi to clean up your balance sheet and you're just dealing with symptoms but you haven't taken care of the underlying problem, that is a horrible idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you have a strategy and you have a budget and you have the basic disciplines in place and you have a coach, then I would say, then yeah, go for that. Use, use short-term dollars or lazy dollars or cheap dollars to solve your problem. Man, I, I feel like we could spend this whole show talking about the the interconnectedness of decisions you make in one area of your life in other areas of your financial plan as well and you know we've mentioned your retirement picture your investment picture maybe your balance sheet or your 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 debt structure that sort of thing don't lose sight also 
for, for those of you, if, if you're pulling money out of retirement accounts because you lost your job or some sort of hardship, and now maybe you're having a restructuring of your health insurance, and, and maybe you're going on the Affordable Care Act or an Obamacare plan, as they're sometimes called, um, when you pull money out of these retirement accounts, you're changing the calculation of what your income picture looks like and maybe changing the financial or the economic cost to you of that health insurance plan. There's so many moving parts when you're making these decisions. And that's why, I mean, you just keep hearing us say over and over, it's got to be a decision that you make in the context of an overall financial plan. Yeah, absolutely. And and that got me thinking of one other thing. Now, this isn't unique to right now, but what is unique is the 25 million people that are on some sort of unemployment and the the record amounts of people that have been furloughed or laid off. And if you've if you've if you need to clean up your balance sheet, and one of the strategies you used in the past was a 401k loan, and you still have a 401k loan on your 401k, but you're no longer at that job, you've been furloughed, or maybe that's turned into a permanent layoff, and you think, all right, well, I'm going to roll that account over. I'm going to roll my 401k over to my IRA. That loan gets counted as a distribution. And does that loan have these nice fancy treatments of this coronavirus-related distribution? No, it does not, folks. So you got to work with your certified financial planner. It's almost like, (laughs) and I've told this story before, but when the CARES Act, which is what we're talking about here, when the CARES Act was announced, we huddled up, uh, I think the very next day, and we listened to a two-hour breakdown of all the intricacies of this by um, a research group. And I remember my head just spinning at six (laughs) o'clock on a Friday night when it was over. And I'm sitting around these tables with our CFP team. And I said, oh my, what in the world did we just do? What did we just do? These rules are crazy. And And then it dawned on me. People need us now more than ever. People need comprehensive financial planning now more than ever. The financial advisor, in air quotes, that just helps you with mutual funds is, is going to be obsolete. Mm-hmm. They, they no longer can help you mm-hmm. because the world has just changed. You can't make that investment decision without knowing what the tax strategies are and tax implications are. You can. We, we see it because we see it. And, and, you, and you ask the person, so when's the last time your investment seller talked to your tax preparer? And like, well, they never talk. But I was surprised at how much I owed in taxes. I'm like, well, of course you're going to be surprised because if they're not working in conjunction with each other and they're not collaborating, you're going to have a bad result Mm -hmm. because your investment seller is going to say, hey, listen, uh, we're going to do this stuff because it seems to make sense from an investment standpoint and consult your tax advisor. And I think even more so, you're going to miss out on some tax opportunities that had existed you didn't even know about, you weren't even aware of. We're just scratching the surface. There's a ton more baked into the CARES Act. We're going to hit them for you. That and more coming up here on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. We've been talking about tax flexibility that is unique to this year. And I tell you, this next opportunity, 
within the CARES Act that we're going to talk about is my favorite of all of them. We're going to hit that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory in... Oh my goodness, you guys are just... Come on, just bring it, Mike. Okay, all right. Come on, fun over here. Every episode... Don't lose your military bearing here, Mike. Every episode of the Wise Money Show, if you've missed anything, is on the YouTube channel. And you might, you might want to check out the YouTube channel just to see the antics that Josh and Kevin are up to right now, trying to distract me while I'm talking. But head over to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show, subscribe to it. If you like the content, give us that thumbs up. We appreciate that. So, all right. So here we go. Lots of tax laws changed with the CARES Act. They're sort of once a year or or like one-time opportunities. And in my opinion, none bigger than the RMD holiday, Required Minimum Distribution Holiday. Now, just to set the stage for this, this makes absolutely no sense. At a time when we said, we've got to spend a bunch of money to to, uh, help the economy recover, at a time where they created unprecedented new rules for you to get access to your retirement accounts via the coronavirus-related distributions and changes with 401k, loan amounts, all that sort of stuff, so that you could have access and get access so you could spend more money, they then said, oh, for those of you that are forced to draw money out, nah, you don't need to do that. That makes no sense, but I'll take it. If you were supposed to take, if you're if you're supposed to take a required minimum distribution every year from your IRA, from your retirement account this year, you don't have to. Yeah. So you're talking about folks who are over age 72 this year, if you're required to uh, pull money out and those who have inherited a retirement plan from maybe a family member who had already started drawing their their own plans and you have to continue it for them, essentially. Or or just inherited a period. Yeah. Uh, right. That's right. So, so you know, hopefully you know, if this applies to you, um, hopefully this is part of your annual tax planning every year, knowing that you've got to get the right amount out, but you get a year of reprieve. And I, I don't know, I, I've encountered a lot of people that, you know, we tell them that they get a, a year off and don't have to pull it. But what if you're just living off of those retirement accounts and you just need the money to to make ends meet, I, there's a lot of folks who maybe they, they see this opportunity and it just doesn't really apply to them, though. Sure there are. And the one thing that you can't do with your required minimum distribution, so if I have to take a $10,000 required minimum distribution because I'm 72 or older, which that changed this year, which is doesn't, don't, don't get me started. It used to be 70 and a half. That's the, the age everyone knew. And there's some great reasoning why we moved it to 72. So at 72, um, you have to take a requirement distribution unless it's the year 2020 with the coronavirus, then you don't have to. But if my required minimum distribution amount was $10,000, what I can't do with that $10,000 is take it out and convert it to a Roth IRA in a normal year. Yeah. But this year, I actually could convert it to a Roth IRA. Now, the Roth IRA is beautiful. It's a 24-karat gold Cadillac. It just it grows tax-free forever. There's all kinds of great features and benefits of a Roth IRA. So this might be the year, from a planning perspective, that instead of taking, because you say, hey, I don't have to take my required minimum distribution. And I would encourage you, if you if your parents are including you on your on their financial life and you're looking at their tax return 
if they're if they're married, they're in the twelve percent tax bracket up to about eighty thousand dollars. And if they're single or widowed or widower or whatever, they're at about forty thousand dollars in the twelve percent tax bracket. It might make sense on those dollars to have mom and dad pay taxes at a lower rate, mm-hmm. especially if you're in Michigan. Because mm-hmm. if I pay taxes federally on the lower rate, but I don't pay state taxes, guess what? My beneficiaries will likely pay higher federal taxes and state taxes. Yep. So there, there's some amazing tax planning opportunities that you want to help your folks with because the folks are coming in to see us and you look at their tax return and they had $990 of taxable income last year. They so that that's ten percent money. Mm-hmm. So they paid ninety bucks of federal tax. It feels like a win. Yeah, it it, it feels like a win until you it, until you realize it that you've missed an incredible opportunity for years. Right. So if you're helping mom and dad at all with your finances, and we have the 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 seventy forty rule, which is by the time you're seventy or by the time your kids are 40, there should be some great communication within the family about mom and dad's finances. Sometimes that's hard to do, and so you know, make sure your, your certified financial planner is helping facilitate that. But if you're a, an adult child helping your parents, I'd say take a peek at that tax return and, and zero in on the taxable income number. Yeah, because and it goes back, I don't even remember which of you said this earlier in the show, that the wins should be defined when you look at multiple generations or at least multiple years. And so, you know, looking at a tax return and realizing that mom or dad paid zero tax when really they could have maybe taken money out of their retirement accounts and either still paid, paid zero or paid 10 or 12 percent, um, that might be avoiding a much worse tax pain down the road if any of those dollars are ultimately left to you as an inheritance and you pay tax at a much higher rate potentially. So we, we want to look and think multi-generationally when you're making your tax decisions. And you got to do it in a way that you don't sound greedy. <laughs> if you're bringing this up to mom and dad, like you, you I guess there's there's... I would just ask, hey, mom and dad, did you take your required minimum distribution this year? And if they said, yep, we took it there, you know, then I, you got to say, was that? <laughs> I'm sure they sound like that. that. That's yep. what you're going to sound that's like what, when that, you're 85. So then, then there's your opportunity to say, wait a second, you actually didn't have to. So then here's the question. Well, they passed this thing at the end of March. I already took it. Can mm-hmm. I undo it? And the answer then lies in that coronavirus-related distribution. I mean, technically, there are some unique rules this year where instead of just a 60-day window to put that money back, you've got longer than that. So there might be a way, if you're listening to this saying, what? Or you have that conversation with mom and dad, and they already took it, and you're like, well, we wanted to do something different with that. There's a way to do, there's a way to undo it. What if you already inherited mom and dad's a, a account and you already took your required distribution of it as a beneficiary there's no way to undo that unfortunately seems unfair in my opinion but life's not fair at so, all and they but didn't ask me but. corn pop was a bad dude <laughs> so the other thing that i would consider is um i had this incident just happen yesterday so 
um, uh, folks came in and they had already taken the required distribution. Get this. We met on the 26th of March and this thing wow. was passed on the 27th. So we took it out already, but they're planning on doing some home projects. And so they're like, well, uh, you know, do we undo this? And we did a tax projection and I said, you're going to be right at the top of the 12% tax bracket. We are not undoing this. Mm-hmm. Keep that money. Keep it in the bank for next year's house projects because I'd much rather have you pay tax at 12% than have you leave that money in and take extra money out next year and Mm -hmm. put you in the 22% tax bracket. So just because you, I guess the point is, if you if you need the money because you're living off of it, well, this really doesn't apply to you. Mm -hmm. You got to draw the money out anyway for your lifestyle. If you don't need the money, there's an opportunity for you to just pass. There's an opportunity for you to do a Roth conversion. There's an opportunity for you to just still take the amount out anyway or a lesser amount or whatever. Talk to your certified financial planner who's doing tax planning with you. We've got, believe it or not, even more new tax strategies to talk about right now coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. The tax rules have completely changed for this year. I'm not talking about the SECURE Act. I'm talking about the CARES Act. We're helping you with those opportunities coming up right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. If you love listening to podcasts and you like this show, every episode of The Wise Money Show is on podcast wherever you listen to Spotify, iTunes. That's where I check it out. So go there, search Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, subscribe to it, and do me a favor, rate the show as well. That helps us, helps others find us as well. Okay, so here we go. We've, we've talked about coronavirus-related distribution. We've talked about the RMD holiday. There's several other changes, tax law changes, baked into the CARES Act. The next one, there's two big changes related to charitable contributions, charitable deductions for 2020. Yeah, you remember when uh, the Trump tax laws got pushed through and uh, all of a sudden people were receiving these really high standard deductions. So less and less people, very few people are even able to itemize their deductions. And, and that's, that matters because that's where you would typically in the past write off or take a deduction for the contributions you give to charities um, and, and whatnot. So all of a sudden, a lot of people who used to um, get some tax benefits for their charitable uh, gifts no longer were. And so now they've they've actually introduced a $300 per spouse or per individual tax uh, uh, payer um, write-off that goes right on the, the front page of the tax return and is no longer subject. You, you don't have to clear this high threshold with your itemized deductions in order to be able to get the benefit of this. It's just right there on the front page. So for a married couple, that could be $600 worth of your charitable giving that you get back essentially on your tax return um, as a deduction. And a couple rules with this thing. And number one, um, it, it's you, you can't itemize. So you can't get a double deduction. So if you're already itemizing, then you, you're going to claim all your charitable deductions on your itemized section called Schedule A, blah. 
The other thing <laughs> is um, is my understanding, guys, and correct me if I'm wrong because I think I've said this wrong before. I believe these are cash donations. I don't think you can just drop uh, drop a sweater off at Goodwill and say that thing was worth 600, 600 bucks and get that right off. I think it's got to be a cash donation. Does that, does that sound right to you guys? That, that sounds right, but I, I wouldn't. Um, I'm looking right here at, it. at the IRS website, and it doesn't. It's not saying that. Not that I can see it, but I've heard that in order to um, be eligible for this new 300 per spouse or 600 for a married filing jointly, it's got to be cash contributions. And so, and then as always, these charitable contributions, in order for them to help on your tax return, you've got to do them this calendar year. So you can't go to file your taxes next February and you're pulling up TurboTax and they ask, did you make a charitable contribution because you could be eligible for this and say, oh, I didn't, but I'll do that now. No, you can't. You got to get it done this year. And for sure, if you live in the state of Indiana, you need, you, you should be, if it's at all possible, doing uh, a charitable contribution because of the benefits on your state tax return of doing that. Is it is it 200 bucks? Uh, specifically to a college or university in, yeah. in Indiana, is that yeah. what you're referring yeah, to? Yeah. yeah. So first $200 per spouse um, gets you 50% of that money back on in the form of a credit. So that's even better than these deductions we've been talking about. But that's all on your state um, Indiana state tax return. And you know so, what's interesting? This $300 or $600 deduction is something called the, uh, uh, it's an above the line deduction. I wonder if it's going to be an add back to states. So on, on Indiana, <laughs> and I don't know this yet, folks, on Indiana, Why could you get you a deduction? There? Could you get a deduction and then also get this tax credit because you gave the money to Bethel? This is so, this is so wild. horrible. That's wild. I know it. it it is the the tax code just keeps getting more and more and more and more complicated. Mm-hmm. The last tax, uh, the the Trump tax cuts as they call them, they said, "Hey, we're going to simplify." All the all that's happened is complication. Mm-hmm. That's right. There's another charitable contribution change this year. It's not going to apply to a lot of folks, but it's going to apply to some. I, I know we're doing some planning off of it, and that is there's usually a a charitable uh, deduction cap that you get that basically if you if you sell a business or you're very charitably inclined or something and you give you make a big donation think think church is doing a building cam- campaign or something like that and you make a large contribution in a year where your income isn't that big you're actually capped on how much of that donation you are allowed to write off on this year's taxes and don't worry the amount that you don't get to write off carries forward into the future, but that influences your tax planning for sure. Well, they've raised that cap. It's now 100% uh, of your adjusted gross income. So you can donate up to 100% of your income and pay zero tax. Now, I don't think you should. I I don't think you should. I would get it to the point where you're paying only 10 or 12% tax, Um, but, but you could. Interestingly enough, this raised limit, this increased limit, does not apply to contributions to a donor-advised fund. Why in the world? I have no idea. Just hmm. to make it more complicated. Yeah. So it, if you are someone that are plan on making an unusually large gift this year, or might this might apply, um, stop listening and, and just call your certified financial planner who's doing con- comprehensive planning and working with the CPA. They'll, they'll help you figure this out and strategize for it. 
And if you did that, just just if we're taking it a step further, if I zeroed out my um, federal tax bill, I'd still owe state tax. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So so be aware of that because that's I mean that's there's another tax trap that goes along with it, which we were going to talk about at some point too, which is unemployment tax. Well, let's get there right. Let's get there right now. So I mean, one of the other unprecedented things in the CARES Act was this thing called pandemic unemployment assistance which is which is it's sort of two things it's hey i've um i'm a freelancer or i'm a contractor and i've never paid into unemployment ever but i get to collect it Mm, interesting or i'm an employee and i have been paying into or my employer's been paying into unemployment and i get an extra six hundred dollars a week on top of my normal unemployment and then it got extended and and only an additional I said only. I shouldn't have said only. Three hundred dollars a week is all of that stuff taxable? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And you want to know that because a lot of folks don't realize that there was a, a survey done, and thirty-seven percent uh, didn't know unemployment compensation is taxable income. Now it's taxable income, but it's not earned income. So you're not going to pay self-employment tax on that, but you are going to pay federal and state tax on that. The the 37% of you, by the way, that didn't know that, that doesn't make you dumb. That actually makes you smart because thinking that money that you're receiving from the government, you've got to claim as ta- as taxable income and pay some of it back to the government. That yeah. is the stupid part. That, <laughs> that is, is dumb. Well, there was a lot of dumb stuff that happened in 1986, the year I graduated. <laughs> so, um, but that's when that law was changed, uh, and they said, "No, here this this assistance that we're giving you, we're going to have you pay tax on that." And so, if you're not prepared for that, that could be a surprise. Which, again, as we encourage people, hey, have a tax plan. Know what you're you should be expecting next April, but know it now so that you can be planning. And that, that if there's a surprise, get surprised in October or November of this year. Don't get surprised in April. You know, the people who really get surprised are the ones where. One spouse is receiving the unemployment, but the other one is just working as normal. So, you know, they're not in a much lower tax bracket potentially, but all that income could really have a a decent bite out of it when you file your taxes. And if you haven't been prepaying that along the way or setting aside some dollars so that you can, you know, make up for it at, at tax time, Man, that, that creates a hardship on top of the hardship you were already enduring. That's exactly right, which is why I've, I've never really understood this. And and sorry for my strong language there, but I mean, it is. This is it doesn't make any sense. You are, We're extending an olive branch. You're on unemployment. And now we're going to potentially create a tax crisis for you, which they're not too forgiving. I, I don't know if you've heard that. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also taxable to the states. Now, will states come in? And, and and give you some sort of relief and say, no, we're actually going to exempt it. I, I, we haven't heard that. I don't think so. States are in pretty bad shape. So um, if you're listening to this and you are, are thinking, well, oh, no, I was aware of this and I told them withhold taxes, they're withholding that 10%. And like Josh said, if you're not in the 10% tax bracket, you're still creating an IOU every single unemployment check you received. All right. What about these direct stimulus payments? Are those taxable? Uh, no, you know that that is uh, income that you receive back in the spring. Maybe it seems like 
ancient history by now. Some people still just received it. <laughs> really? Yeah. I heard from a client who said they just got theirs in September. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, that $1,200 check, if you remember receiving yours, um, that's not going to be counted as income to you. In fact, technically, not to get too nerdy on this, but it's it's almost like a prepayment of a credit that's going to be landing on your tax return. So some of you maybe didn't get your check yet and could still be eligible for it here in 2020. Um, you need to make sure, obviously, that uh, you and your CPA are not letting that slip through the cracks. Now, I'm just telling you, in full and fair disclosure, we are pre-recording this. So at the moment you're listening to this, there might be another round of helicopter money that's out there. But um, but for the CARES Act, 1200 bucks. Yeah, it's not it's not taxable. It's not taxable. I know a lot of people just threw it in the bank and said uh, they're gonna. I'm gonna have to pay this back, or they're gonna take it back. I'm not spending it. And no, it's, that's they're saying they're they're not taxing it. Now the other thing that was in the CARES Act that they said we're not taxing it are these PPP loans, Paycheck Protection Program loans to small businesses, and they were a very very interesting loan because they are forgivable. <laughs> I love those loans. Um, and uh, But the thing is, they said, they said, they said, that the forgiveness portion, that forgivable nature, when it's forgiven, that's not going to be taxable. Okay, great. I appreciate that. But then they've come out and said, yeah, 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 but the money that you use this, this loan for, we're not going to let you expense it, aka it's still going to drop to your profit and still be taxable. We're waiting to see if they change that ruling but it's very possible PPP dollars are taxable. Well, and you're talking about really two different groups of people because what Congress intended and the way that they wrote the law was that this would not be taxable income because they were specifically thinking about the forgiveness of the loan. Normally in the past, if you have a loan forgiven, yeah, it's going to be taxable to you. But it's the IRS in their interpretation yep. of how they're going to enforce these laws. They're, they're treating it as income for people. And it would take an act of Congress to clarify that for them at this point, it seems. If your head is spinning after an hour of all of this, I don't blame you. And But the real message is there are unbelievable tax opportunities that exist right now. Get comprehensive financial planning. Work with your CFP who's helping you with all six areas and helping you with tax planning. All right. That's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh, Kevin, myself, and all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.